I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Having a look at Port Adelaide season 2015, as well as a bit of a primer for season 2016. Yeah. We're, we're celebrating getting into the mood with some Coopers. A bit of Coopers parallel just to get back in the swing of things. And just to like to you know really get into the, um, the Port Adelaide spirits of things, we nicked it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do some meth later. We stole off each other. Um, <laughs> it's fair to say that Port, if they weren't the most disappointed in 2015, they were close to it. It yeah. was the year that they were meant to really challenge for a flag. And didn't make the eight. Honestly, yeah. I was disappointed. Last year, Port had some of the most watchable games I've seen in a long time. For an opposition team, because normally you obviously watch your own team, but I would normally ch- tune into Port's games to see their long runs, to see uh, guys like Robbie Gray grab the ball and what he could do with it. Attacking footy. Yeah, brilliant Start to watch. Start to finish. Um, see, we all had them in top four? Oh, absolutely. No, no, I didn't. You were close, though. Well, you were, I think I was close. You an idiot. Yeah. But, um, you still won, but... But um, yeah. I always felt like there was an inverse relationship with me and how well Porter doing, whereas the worst they'd done, the happier I generally was. I was pretty <laughs> impressed their season, to be honest. That can happen. Yeah. Um, it almost felt like they were waiting for it to happen. I mean, that's what it felt like from the outside. But it felt like all of us were waiting for it to happen. Yeah. But Port were like, yes, we're premiers this year. Fuck all you people. Um, but the, yeah, the, the wheels fell off. Maybe that they were found out a little bit and needed to make adjustments that they didn't make. Well, yeah. the worst thing is, I, I don't know if you can point at any one moment where things changed. Like, they didn't no. have a massive amount of injuries that savaged their team. They didn't have um, off-field dramas that you'd think would uh, run things awry. It was just, it didn't work. It was at times you'd look at it and go, okay, this team needs leadership. But Travis Boak was their captain, was one of their best players. And so yeah. you go, well, there's the, the leadership's there. It's just you, you're not following. Where was it else? Who else was it going to come from? Um, so and it was just, it was weird. And you can't say weird. they're missing pieces because their list is damn good. And they're all there. On every line, they've got great backs, great mids. Um, you know, you could say maybe Ruck is an area they could improve, but they've got workable. Um, workable centre clearances. I'd go the other way. I'd say backs is where their problems were. But Lobby was okay. Lobby, sorry, Loeb was okay as a ruckman. Hmm. Paddy Ryder, you're right. He took a long time to come good. See, I, I felt like their problems were that they never had a plan B. So yep. I'm putting Fell that with, yeah, with yeah. Ken Hinckley. When, once, once other teams figured out how to shut down their running game, which they really sort of made the most of the season before, 
um, then it seemed like they were lacking the on-field leadership or the coaching strategy to be able to do, all right, if this fails, what do we do now? It seems like they had that strength in running and spreading wide. Once they got picked up, then I don't see how they really figured out a strategy to get around that. He had uh, two golden years. He was seen as the the, the second coming of um, the, the coaching messiah um, for him in yeah. his first two years. And this year, I think, was just a, a little bit of a realignment. Yeah. From the outside, I thought that um, making the prelim in 2014 was and losing by just one kick yeah. um, was almost an overachievement from what we thought they were going to do. But yeah. they fucking earned their way there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I felt like this was uh, very much an underachievement. So if you average out the two years, 2014, 2015, yeah. I think we got the right number. I thought last year they missed out on a genuine flag chance uh, just because within one kick of Hawthorne, and you know you can make the argument they probably should have won that had they kicked straight earlier in the match. Yeah. But uh, I honestly think they would have accounted for the West Coast next week. Well, Sydney. Sydney, Sydney sorry. So I feel like we found our next Ross Lyon. <laughs> Why is that? I feel like <laughs> that, yeah, he's always going to be second to the dance because he can see how this this team can operate at their optimum, how they can yep. play the best. But sometimes that's easy to figure out and you've got to figure out your plan Bs, which isn't your best strategy, mm. but it's your best strategy against that team. Your best counterpunch. Well, it's, yeah. it's very much the same criticism leveled at John Longmire as well, who's also yeah. you know, from the, the Ross Lyon slash Paul yeah. Ruse. Yep. Um, school. Um, so, uh, the, the he's thing, got a flag though. The difference is yeah. that Hinkley's uh, his mistakes are attacking mistakes. Yeah, uh, which still means it, it's good to watch. Yeah, um, and they are uh, certainly in twenty fourteen one of the most watchable teams. Yeah, um, yeah. it was uh, it was a step backwards, but I mean oh, they ninth... were still watchable in twenty fifteen. I wanted to see every time Butcher had the ball, yeah. see what the fuck would happen, and I think he did too. I'm a big fan of comedy. <laughs> they finished ninth with 12 wins. So if you had a bad season and you've ended up with more wins than losses, it's still okay. It says that's the level of expectation behind Nothing wrong it. with ninth, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so where are their best wins from the year? Hawthorne. Twice. Um, Hawthorne twice. Yeah, yeah, the first one at Adelaide Oval. You'd say, yeah, it's early in the season. Hawthorne maybe had a bit of a premiership hangover. Well, Brian Lake was still drunk or something. Um, well, the first—I mean, the first time they beat him at Adelaide Oval, they beat him in one quarter. Hmm. They kicked the first eight or nine goals, and then Hawthorne played catch up for the rest of the day. Um, and we're never going to get there. Um, but uh, they blew them away in that first quarter, and then um, ran out of legs by the end. But they'd already done enough. Yeah. yeah. The second time, well, I was at that match and. It was the most frustrating match ever because I actually tipped West off for the opening goal and got like twenty-seven to one, and he fucking missed the thing um, from about thirty out. So that that frustrated the shit out of me. Right. Okay. Um, so the second game, it was uh, a very controlling effort, I thought, from Port. Um, there was, like I said, the first time at Adelaide Oval they won with a burst. This one that they won throughout the game. Yeah. Um, but honestly, at at the game and watching it and everything, even though Hawthorne came back as you knew they would. They never, Port never seemed to be worried. They always just seemed to, well, we're just going to keep plugging away, keep running the ball, and occasionally keep giving it to Butcher, who will do what the fuck he wants. Um, There's one other um, game, obviously, with the uh, the Adelaide Crows, and they won the first showdown, um, which is, it doesn't matter how the game goes. Any time that Port wins over Adelaide is a big, big day. Especially, yeah. Yeah, and especially in their media, which is all they can listen to, yeah. uh, including our podcast, which I'm sure they're not going to fuck about. But um, oh, yeah. we've we've written more on our Facebook page about Port than the Adelaide Advertiser has in the last five years. Oh, that's yeah, they don't give a fuck about. Yeah. Port. I think if we wrote one positive story, 
then we've written more positive stories than the Adelaide Advertiser's written. Yeah, but did we? <laughs> I can't. Not a positive story coming to mind. I, I said. Think I, I think I might have. I said Wingard's got a good chin. Oh yeah, true, yeah. true, yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. Can take a yeah. hit. Put his head over the ball. Yeah. Good bloke. <laughs> so then, where are their worst losses? Um, and the sad thing is, there's a few of them. There weren't many honourable uh, losses. Richmond for them. at home, they got towed pretty much. Um, th- for me, any loss at home is bad. Uh, but to lose, look, and Richmond aren't a bad side by any means, but they can be a bit up and down. Last season on the road, they were pretty damn good. Well, especially considering last time Richmond played uh, Port at Adelaide Oval, it was 100 points in a final. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this time, well, they kicked five goals 13 or something stupid like that. Um, yeah. You're always behind the eight ball if you have 18 shots and you know a quarter of them are going where yeah. you want them. Yeah, and aside from an opening point, Richmond just ran away with the game. And they kind of had the foot off the gas after the halftime. Like, it, it never looked like it was going to develop into a hard-fought contest. Uh, Richmond just controlled the game, controlled the pace, um, made sure their players had more of it, really. Made far less mistakes. And look, Richmond got embarrassed by the way that Port played against them in the final of the yep. previous year, so you, you knew that Dimmer was never going to accept being able to allow Port to run and spread wide. Never make the same mistake twice. Exactly, and f- for me, obviously, being a Richmond supporter, that was the f- well probably the second time where I really saw them being found out uh, I think earlier on the season they got really touched up by someone else. Well, well, I, who. I mean, that was round eight against Richmond. Round seven, they lost to Brisbane. That's, uh, yeah, no, that was what I was talking about, but that's the one I had as the bad loss. Yeah. Yep. And round 12, they lost to Carlton. So they've had a year where they've lost to uh, bottom and second bottom. Yeah. And, and, that's and beat the, the eventual premiers. And beat the, beat the premiers twice and lost to 17th and 18th. Yeah, which yep. I have a lot of sympathy for um, Port supporters because that's normally <laughs> something North will do. <laughs> Say, if it was me, I would have said, suck shit. That's what we usually do. <laughs> but it's the most frustrating thing. Like You'll beat the Premiers and the Grand Finals and whatnot and then lose to the shit teams. And you think, what the fuck is going on? And like we're saying, in those games, it was just, you couldn't pinpoint the one thing. Uh, yeah. They certainly missed Ollie Wines when he wasn't playing. Cause yes. He, he, is their, yeah. he brings um, everyone together. He's their massive uh, inside uh, player. Um, so if you've got one fantastic inside um, midfielder and you're missing him, You've got to ask who else is stepping up. Yeah, um, It's always good to have outside run, but no point if uh, nobody's there to give it to them. And it's got to be somebody else to say, all right, this is what I'm going to go and do. Yeah, and I think they they didn't yeah. have anybody else well, that well, really they, stood up. They did, but the problem is it was Kane Corns, and he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go fight fires. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's exactly what he fucking did. It's one of the weirdest ones to happen for a guy who's been part of the club for so long to go halfway through the season. Oh yeah, I want to be a fiery. Yeah. By all accounts, it's a very long entry process, and when they actually open that window and say, "Right, you've been selected, you have to take it," because if you don't, that's it. You're not getting it again. It's just funny that AFL footy was his backup plan. <laughs> He'd be trying to pass the open book test since '99. <laughs> Probably. Um, so back to the good stuff. Then, who are the standouts for Port for this year? Well, I think um, the usual suspects, really. A little bit. Yeah, Robbie Gray, Wingard when he was upright. But their best players are always the annoying players. And they're not annoying because they're like a, um, a Ballantyne or they're doing dirty stuff. They're annoying because they're too slick and it's like they've always got an extra player on the field. Yeah. And it seems like wherever the ball's spilt, they've got someone to go get it and someone to run behind them. Well, I do think, too, sometimes they're too slick for their teammates. Because you've got guys like Robbie Gray who he thinks... Way faster than any Port supporter ever, but uh, faster than half his teammates. I remember seeing him hand the ball off to Ebert, who's a phenomenal talent, but you know not really the brightest. Spark. There was quite yeah. a few times where Robbie Gray was steps ahead 
um, mm. of uh, of anyone else. Yeah, was his um, brother playing this year as well? Well, actually, yeah. Sam Gray was one of the other yeah. standouts I yeah. had down. Mm. Sam Gray was a rookie um, this year who That's got right. u- upgraded because of long term injuries, and uh, he was almost the Justin Crawford of uh, of Port Adelaide. Now, you, you're looking at me like, who's Justin Crawford? Yep. Obviously, Shane's younger yeah. brother who played at Hawthorne for a couple of years. Yep. I think he played at Hawthorne because of his surname, yep. uh, to be honest. And the, the only other good thing he did was take a piss underneath a table at Crown. <laughs> well, we've all done that. Haven't well, we? Um, but he's Sam, he's Sam, not... Say something. <laughs> he's not quite the Mark War yet, but uh, he's working towards it. No, Mark War was fucking good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam Gray uh, actually... Look like a, a best twenty-two player yeah. uh, this year, and he was rewarded with an upgrade. I think his physicality was um, something the port lacked as well. I'm pretty yep. sure it was, mm. was the younger Greg. The thing is, when when I think about it, there's lots of younger brothers that have come through last season that actually did pretty well. You had yeah, young yeah. Beams from up in um, Brizzy, Brizzy, and I always get him mixed up with Gray because they were both younger players who sort of stepped up when um, the older ones were under more scrutiny, under yeah, more pressure. The, old, the older ones the well, star. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about the physicality, and that, to me, is where losing corns hurt them the most. Because anytime you've got a superstar player, the easiest way for the opposition is to you know, counter them, is to pretty much give them a touch-up. And corns was the guy that stopped that happening to guys like Gray. Uh, without him, they didn't have you know, the, the angry old man to look after their young gun. <laughs> the angry old campaigner, yeah. as, uh, yeah. as Eddie would say. Like, like Brown did. Um, over at the GC, yeah, yeah, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't yeah, asked to do Campbell it. Brown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 he wasn't asked to do it. He did it off his own back and yeah. off the, the field as well. Thing with Kane Corns too, I think that he was a little bit underrated in the sense that he is the second best tagger of the last fifteen years. The best being yeah. Ryan Crowley. Yeah, um, I put him above Cameron Ling because uh, Cameron Ling would tag somebody out of a game and get five kicks. The same yeah. with Crowley. Um, when uh, Kane Corns tagged you out of a game, he got 25 kicks himself, yeah. or disposals, I should say. But um, it was very weird in, in that way. He could play a lockdown role and still be attacking. Well, he read the ball so well yeah, that exactly. he could do that. He didn't have to be faster than you. He would just get to the contest before you. So I know there's a lot of uh, gun midfielders that are happy that Kane Corns has uh, given it away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now well, there's a few him, medicos. Now they've got him force a shaggy boke to put in the hip and shoulders. That's it. Yeah. Uh, um, we touched on Robbie Gray there as well. He had a breakout year in 2014 where he got the uh, Players Association, the Lee yeah. Matthews Trophy, they call yeah. it. Um, so it was good to see that it wasn't just a flash in the pan for him. Yeah. Um, it was a consolidating year for him as well. Yeah, and more scrutiny as well. So a- exactly. you, you don't expect him to have as good a year. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if he did, but you wouldn't expect that because well, more attention on how he actually goes about his game. And th- whenever you've got that many more people analysing what he, what he does, the information's already out there. Well, I, I said at the start of the year, he's going to have a, a better year and get less accolades for it. Yeah. I, I reckon it's about nearly nearly close that he had a, as good a year, but he didn't get the awards, um, especially because Fife was just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the other player you've got to mention is Chad Wingard, who kicked uh, 50-odd goals on the year. Yeah. Um, Coming under a little bit of scrutiny halfway through the year, and I think the way he rebounded by having, I think he kicked three goals in like six out of seven games or something stupid yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, it's a, a good um, backup plan to have is when you can't get a good shot on goal or something, you hope for the freak to do something. Yeah. And he can do that. Yeah. He seemed to always be there. At, at the right time. Yeah. Um, still, you know, he's going to play more in the midfield and try and get more run out of there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you want to... His, his best moments are sort of yeah. 40 out from goal. So you need him back there as well. And it's almost like when your your team's playing uh, Port, 
You almost want one of your players to take Wingard out early, so you have to worry about. I don't know what you're talking shit. about. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I mean, you've seen another try. I don't know. Yeah. To bring a hammer on the ground, or I don't know what's going to take. I, I thought it was horrible how he headbutted Hodge that day. Oh, I tell you what, he's trying to take out the point post so that that way there's no out of bounds in the full. <laughs> Lee Matthews tried it too, but I mean, the good thing about that, um, he got uh, you know hit and Hodge got reported for it. Um, as soon as he realised he was okay, yeah. he got up. You know, he remonstrated for a bit. Goal too. Went up and kicked goals. Yeah. yeah he kicked another two or three in... in Which know, probably saved Hodge two or three as well. In, yeah. in short amount right. of time. So there's one thing to get angry, but the best way to do it is by kicking goals. Yeah. That yep. shows a lot of maturity. Yeah. And that, that, that ensures the other team will probably leave you alone. <laughs> don't, don't poke yeah. the beast. Yeah. Yeah. No, no soccer background there. Um, so let's have a look at, uh, if we're going to 2016, some of the list changes. Um, and for the second year year in a row, they've got another big in. And they've got uh, big Charlie Dixon coming to Port Adelaide. So anyway, the, big, the two wins they've got this year are Charlie Dixon and Jimmy Tumpus. Mm. So Charlie yeah. Dixon's the big one, obviously. They've got uh, two key forwards to look at now. Um, Jay Shooks, there was rumours that he might be floating over to the West. Yeah. Um, he certainly linked to them for a while, but um, decided to hang around. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good for him. Uh, I, he's such an accurate kick. So does that uh, mean they're almost going to have a three-pronged forward on attack? If you've got Westhoff in there, you're going well, to have... See, Westhoff plays such a swing role, I think. Yeah, true. And he's not, like, he gets muscled out too easy, so he has to be able to be relieved from that for, for that out-and-out full-forward position. Um, almost some of his best work is facing the goals and running towards goals. But um, I think it'll, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, um, Wingate is that a uh, little bit, we'll throw him down back, we'll throw him up forward, he'll plug the holes. Yeah. But Charlie Dixon's a focal point. Yeah, um, not very much. We've seen what he can do when he's on um, at uh, at Gold Coast. Now that he's gone to a new club, um, you see a lot of players when they hit a new club, they're going to um, lift. Um, yeah, you know the the, yep. the second team, um, yep. especially when he's come with uh, such big raps. Uh, it's interesting during the week actually he. Uh, went down at training and uh, the reports were, oh, is it an, oh, yeah. is it an ACL or not? And uh, the Doc, port- Doc Larkin's mind that, I think. <laughs> the I think it was the advertiser that, that posted it that uh, he's gone down, could be an ACL, yet to confirm. Right. Um, the fact that he got up five minutes later and kept on training <laughs> totally escaped the advertiser. <laughs> yeah. but it means he's tough as nails. I can understand because, <laughs> you know, these days the hip and shoulder, it's been outlawed, but uh, yeah, that was just, I fell down. Port Adelaide yeah. uh, social media was all on top of it. Their headline was, man falls down, <laughs> continues training. I think their quote was something else. Um, uh, we understand that Charlie Dixon will be fine. I'll be fine, Charlie Dixon. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Great quote. Good work. Um, and uh, also today, uh, while we're on the, the injury front, uh, there's a great photo. I think uh, Hamish Hartlett um, posted it. Yep. Uh, Ollie Wines, during a, one of their team meetings, had a full body cramp. So he's laying down on the floor in agony, and they're all there going high five. Yeah, so he thumbs up to the camera. Isn't that called a seizure? No, it's, it was it was just a full body cramp. The, the lad's a big unit, um, and Jimmy Tupas um, has come over from uh, Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. Um, so a player that will, I'd say, off the bat, struggle for best twenty-two, um, yeah. but uh, still developing in the right the right way. Tremendous upside. Yeah. Yes, well, absolutely. There's one thing Port have shown they can do is make the most out of the second opportunity players that they come across there. I mean, mm. the team's always a patched yeah. up team of um, uh, yeah. offcuts from they've, other teams. They've seen Adelaide do it and uh, arguably have done it better, I'd say, with Potsy Adelaide Betts and those guys. You've but got Schultz uh, as well in there. You've got Monfries. Got yeah, they've got value from Schultz. But, um, absolutely, they have. You know, we'll have a chat about him later. I think with Dixon there, it makes it harder. Um, so the outs then, uh, Kane Corns, which we've already spoken about, uh, that's a 
Massive out. A massive out of, of leadership. Um, they lost uh, Dom Cassisi the year before, now Kane Corn, so that significantly lowers their average age. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he will be missed. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's going to go fight fires and shit, so um, he'll still be hanging around the club every now and then, I guess. Shift work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom Logan, Andrew Moore, Jared Redden, and uh, Mason Shaw. Uh, Jared Redden um, is a little bit disappointing for them. Um, he's one of those ones mm. that... Uh, I guess a lot like uh, Tumpus at Melbourne, he's sort of almost there, nearly there, nearly there, nearly there, yeah. and eventually it's like, mate, you're the shit or get off the pot. Yep. Yeah, the sort of guy, if you stick with him, he might come good, but is it worth it? Yeah. Um, and the other two big outs that uh, we've got to mention is uh, Monfries and Ryder. Yeah. That, that hurts. Espe- yeah, especially the way that they've gone out. Well, with Ryder, they knew what they were getting. They yeah. knew that uh, he had this cloud over his head and it was always a possibility of a penalty coming down through the whole saga. The whole shit. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, I did see Kochi said they might look at legal options with uh, Montfries because they drafted, they got him in the trade before this exploded. But, yeah, you know, look, are you really? I'm not saying he he isn't without claim. No, but no. Sometimes you just got to, you know what, just ride the bumps. Yeah, and look, I'm not saying that Wada and Asada seem unsympathetic to this, but they seem like cunts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, it hurts, because Ryder, I thought, was actually woeful um, for a lot of the year. Yeah. But mm. when he came good, he was really good. Yeah. Um, especially in the win over Hawthorne. He, he was really damaging. Yeah. Um, he um, is one of the guys that can tear a game up. But uh, even um, aside of the Asada stuff, that was what they got with him. It's like North yeah. getting Jared Waite. Yep. You know what you're yep. getting. He's yep. going to have the big days. He's going to have the down days. Yeah. Um, you just got to try and make the most of the down days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's not going to be there this year. Um I think that they just need to um, accept that. Don't worry about all this off-field, you know, yeah. making yeah. fucking claims for compensation. <laughs> just go, right, Lob, you're rucking by yourself, mate. Make the, the most of it. Yep. The worst part is, though, that um, the Essendon players, they can train with each other. They yep. can't train at Essendon or whatever, but they can all head to a park and go for a run, have a kick. 
imagine, like, what if Ryder and Monfries don't get on? <laughs> like, if they hate each other, like, fuck, you're the only kind of can train with. Fuck this bullshit. You suck and just go kick with his lad or some shit. Oh, you can fly back to Melbourne each week and chain, <laughs> train with Jimmy Hurd. <laughs> How welcome is he going to be? Oh, he's, what else can he do? Well, yeah. I was going to say, they're not in any position to be turning down mates. No, this is, this is very true. <laughs> Don't know how good the, the drop yeah, punts fuck are. Fuck off, cheat. <laughs> Don't know how good the QCs are at drop punts, but you know, if you're paying them that well yeah. enough, they might be able to do something. Well, they made a fucking mint out of it. Um, it, it is a shame to, uh, not just on field, but the, the development of Ryder, like we said, it was towards the back half of the year that yeah. he started to wind up yep. and, and get into the, the flow of things. Yeah. Um, Especially when he left Essendon, was he was so worried about his family and yeah. uh, and that side of it. And his nuts. Um, yep. uh, you got to wonder, a year out, is that going to help that side of things? Or does he just go, you know what, fuck footy? Because it, it's a real possibility. He could just yep. say, fuck this. Yep. Yeah, it's a very good point. And, I mean, it's hard to tell where it's going to go because, I mean, only Pay's going to know what he's going to handle it. But it's pretty tough to see how you uh, come out of that and lob or someone else doesn't step up into that yeah. role and where you fit in after that because if Port don't do good this year you have to think that they're starting to look at why they're going wrong right. and where they're going wrong is going to be in those big ruck departments and yep. tall departments because did, they're, they're on bowlers they've got down, down pat did he trade on a two or a three year contract Patty? it was a three I think wasn't it I think so yeah so wipe off the second year um, maybe he's going to start to realise that he's not getting match payments he might struggle for cash I think he's doing alright yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to do okay. Yeah, he might have poor spending habits. He, he could do. Adelaide Casino isn't very big, though, so probably not there. Probably not. Um, and the other, of course, the inns, um, you look at uh, the drafts, and they've got uh, Riley Bonner from West Adelaide and Aiden Johnson from yeah. Victoria. I think Aiden Johnson's a good pick-up. They've looked for a bloke who, even though he's from Bendigo, he's probably not going to go home because he spelled his name fucked up, so he's going to fit right in at Port. I had this conversation with somebody today. Um, who's just about to go on maternity leave. And they said they've picked a name, but they wouldn't tell us what the name is, and that's yep. fair enough. But I said, uh, if you told me the name, could I spell it right first go? <laughs> and that's a big thing. Like, yep. As far as I'm concerned, that's my test. Yeah. Yeah? If, if I can't spell it right first go, or the average person can't spell it right first go, yep. you done fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you can't name him from now on, I get to name him. That's why I remember, some, a guy that we know, I remember talking about why he named his kid Jed. And he's like, because... Turns out to be a dumb cunt. At least he can spell his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, you got to you got to set the yeah. set the bar where you want it. Well, what's and, funny with uh, draft day with Port Adelaide? Um, picks thirty seven and pick forty five both got the biggest cheer for the night. Did they really? Just, I think just Port Adelaide were just happy to be there because yeah. the draft was held in Adelaide this year. They were just, oh, that's right, it was too. Um, Kenny Hinkley come in, named his picks, fucked off. So some people probably thought they were going to see the darts or something. <laughs> well, yeah, and, you know, take. They bloody uh, wind it out and everything, so it takes five minutes per damn pick. Oh, so they're probably half yeah. pissed by then. I don't think you'd, you you certainly wouldn't watch the draft on replay. Put it that way. No, no. I like our idea of micking up the um, the actual uh, teams. Recruiters. Yeah, yeah, and see what the thought process is. Don't have to reveal it at the time, but afterwards, include that stuff in. It'd be fucking fascinating. Oh, it, it, it'd be one of the best things for the year. I would love yeah. to see it just because they're like, I um, all right, who are we going to pick next? Oh, they've picked up Riley Bonner. Dumb cunts, he's fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see him whenever it all makes uh, a draft pick and the rest of the team's going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like well, to... Who's that guy? Yeah. I don't fucking know. I've oh, never heard of him. Oh, 
probably useless. You say uh, they thought they'd go into the draft. I mean, that's how Richmond used their picks, don't they? Just put the draft <laughs> yeah. board, dartboard up. I meant to say go into the darts anyway. Yep, like darts. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Um, so let's look at 2016, then uh, their draw. Um, I guess one of the good things about missing the, the finals is they get a, a more generous draw than some other teams. Um, so they're double up games. Like, you wouldn't know it listening to their media because every time, <laughs> oh, oh crucified by the draw. Oh my God, how dare they do this? Discrimination against oh, we're, we're heading state, state four times. Conspiracy. All I could say is Vic Vice Watch. South Australia has uh, Graham Corns just like Victoria has Jeffrey Kennett. Yeah. Um, we both. Except Jeff Kennett's more popular. He had to be. He got voted in. Uh, he might have bought a few of them. But it's one of those ones where <laughs> can afford to. they come out and say something and you go, oh, they're, just, they're from a different time. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. They don't understand. Yeah, they're it's the like, racist grandparent. Yeah, you just go, much. it's okay. And you, you let, them, let them go. You um, sit back, eat popcorn, see what's coming out next. So their double-up games are against Adelaide, Richmond, GWS, Melbourne, and the Lions. That's not too bad. It's um, pretty fucking good. For a team that finished ninth. And well, for a team that looked like they underachieved in life. Yep. Richmond and GWS are the the big uh, litmus tests for me. Because GWS, with Mumford back and with a, a reasonable full-strength side, are going to be thereabouts in finals. And Richmond are perennially thereabouts, and they would be very disappointed they don't finish higher than six this year. So how they go against those four matches, to me, sets their whole season up. Well, obviously, against those clubs with uh, thereabouts for them, it means they get to host them as well. Yeah. And they are so yeah. strong at home. Uh, even though, like we said, they, they lost to Richmond this year. Don't say the word. Um, what word? Gooch. <laughs> so, I mean, they're their big uh, double-up games. Uh, you'd hope that Melbourne and the Brisbane, they'd be able to put away. Um, uh, again, and they'll need to put away Brisbane because they lost to them uh, this year up at the Gabba. So this time, that they should be looking at a percentage booster. Not just a win, mm. but a big one. Yeah, and look, when you look at... Like, they got pretty easy double-ups, but their run home, too, isn't too bad. I mean, you've got the Crows at home for in round 22. The only tough one before that is really Sydney away. And yeah, you're which, looking at GWS, Lions, Melbourne, and the Suns. Well, I've got that down as actually one of their key games for the year. Is uh, Sydney away. Around 20 against Sydney at, yeah. at the SCG. Yeah. Sydney have been a bit of their bogey side the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so 2014, they lost twice to Sydney in fantastic games where uh, more or less Port Adelaide won the game but lost by TKO Yeah, uh, because yeah. Buddy Franklin did something stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, like kicking goals from 90. Yeah. Um, Shot the moon. This, uh, in 2015, they were just uh, had one of their down days and Sydney ran all over them. Yeah. So this is a, a test to see if they've changed. Um, yeah. it, it's It's almost like... Um, Hawthorne used to be with Geelong. It's yeah. almost their bogey side um, and a bit of a curse. They've got to get over Sydney if yep. they're going to be a real contenders this year. And I think I, I agree with that because Sydney, with their defensive-minded approach to the games, I think they were always the team that counteracts the attacking nature of Port Adelaide. Yeah, it's very much yin-yang, isn't it? Yeah, and so that's, this is where they need to show their plan B, especially at this, this point of the season. Mm. If they ever have a plan B, they have to have worked it out by now because their plan A will not work against Sydney. Well, I think... Plan B or Plan A should be two people on Buddy. Um, yeah. if, forget yeah. about it. You, you've said yeah. you know you've backed your play your, your key backman to take him one on one. Yeah. Um. But there's got to be a time we go. You know what, Carlisle? Yeah. You, you haven't got it. Yeah. Um, yep. there's, there's no shame in that. I mean, it's exactly he, he's a fucking freak. Yeah. And he, he's cost you two wins. Yeah. In, in the last three years. So, yep. um, let, let's see what their plan is for him. Yeah. Like, Maybe they can't back- ignore it. 
Yep. Maybe the backmen are just too nice to sledge him. They're like, he's, he's having some troubles. No, I, I won't say anything. I think that's what I'm hoping the crowd would jump in. <laughs> <laughs> what, a Port Adelaide crowd? Yeah. That would never happen, would well, it? You can't understand him with the fucking accents. <laughs> they speak different languages, though. It's like a dialect. <laughs> um, the other big game is uh, Geelong on Anzac Day. So uh, Port Adelaide were uh, very happy that they got a big marquee game on the on the big day. Yep. Um, or, sorry, it's uh, not on Anzac Day, but it's Anzac Day weekend. Weekend, yeah. So Saturday night. Um, before the public holiday, yeah. Um, they this one's going to be you know prime time um, yep. where everyone's going to be watching it, and uh, I really rate Geelong this year. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be an absolute um, blockbuster of a game where we'll, we'll see where their mental toughness. Do you reckon Adelaide fans will turn up just to see if they can smash Paddy Dangerfield? I think there'll be a lot of uh, Port Adelaide <laughs> fans that are going to be turning up and laughing. <laughs> Trust me, Adelaide <laughs> fans will be, no, nah, we'll go to the casino and watch it. They'll be half pissed and be like, let's go smash Dangerfield. <laughs> so get him. And, and then realise that he's not as small as he looks on telly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there'll be half of them who just turn up and laugh. Yeah. That he's not playing for the Crows. They're going to love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you reckon they'll, they'll actually spend money on Adelaide Guernsey, hold it over the fence and ask him to sign it? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good uh, if they did. I'd uh, even Paddy's got to go. That's pretty funny. Um, so, who are we looking for big years from from Port Adelaide this year? Well, Dixon for me. Um, Charlie's got a show. Yeah, yeah, and he's got the ability. There is no doubt about that at all. He's got to have that consistent ability, though. That's what's been lacking yep. for him. Uh, Port don't suffer from lack of stars. I mean, look at Dixon, Wines, Gray. Any team would love to have those three on there. And then you throw in their other guys like um, uh, Westhoff, Wingard. Those are guys that, you know, again, you'd you'd put them in as uh, as options if they become available. But um, for whatever reason, just hasn't quite worked out. I think um, Archie is one that can really bring it up, and Gray. They need a, a other Gray, Sam Gray. They Sam. need a big year from. Um, who's the fellow with the ponytail? Kane Mitchell. Kane Mitchell is that his name? Is yep. it really? Didn't think that was on. Anyway, him. I thought he showed a lot of promise going from halfback and in transition. But I think if they're going to be, if they're going to diversify from their attack-minded sort of offense, it needs to be set up from a defensive structure. Where we'll start with him, almost like um, what Menzer did at Carlton. We've always talked about what um, what's his name did at Essendon and Hurley. Hurley at Essendon. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him be a stand-up more role. So in, cut in off the position. ponytail. He's 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 yeah. a weird one because he won the uh, the waffle best and fairest, uh, which the the name of the medal escapes me, um, a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, I want to say the Sandover medal, but I could be wrong there. Um, and then when he came across, he was that good player, but he's always that little bit short and undersized. Yeah. Yep. So he's he's actually been uh, delisted and then picked up as a rookie um, a, a, again this year. So right. he's got to wait. Well, actually, he might get elevated because of um, Monfries and Ryan. Yeah. So he yeah. might be back on the list. They haven't announced that yet. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Because I found he did good work in transitions in the scramble, but he wasn't a standout, like, you want to avoid kicking the ball to his sort of area. Yeah. Mm. Um, and also, I think Ollie Wines, if they can keep him on the on the park, he is massive for them. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, I think it showed more when he wasn't there, um, yeah. how, how much they missed him. And he's only a kid. Yeah, he's a massive unit, though. Bloody like he is that sort of guy that can build into a danger field type player. Oh, absolutely. He's got the build for it and he's, he's young. Um he's uh he's got massive upsides. Um he, he could take games apart like Dangerfield, like yeah. I say. Yeah. And you know the best thing is he can build into anything, literally. You look at the guy, he looks like a Lego man. Look at his head. <laughs> like Voltron. <laughs> um so who's on the chopping block then? And there's one 
massively obvious name that we like to make fun of. Well, Butcher, but... John I, Butcher. I was, <laughs> he's sort of one of those blokes you've stuck with him when he's been so shit, you may as well just see it through for one more. They caught him in the future. I I am honestly baffled that he's still on the list. He should not be on there. He does. He has not earned his spot. Do you reckon? Is he sucking cock? I, I, I don't know. There must be some reason how he, every Port supporter who watches them play, when Butcher gets the ball, they shit their pants. Well, the thing is, with Port not having such a great year, attendances, I'm guessing, would have been a bit down. But people would have rocked up to give Butcher shit. I think so. So, uh, like, I, I, know, I know a couple of um, Port supporters... And they were the first ones to really sink the boots into Butcher. Um, does something bad, get into him, does something good, just ignore that. Yeah. But look, he tacks the ball well. Oh, you can't say he doesn't grabs. try. Yeah. You, limited by a lack of ability or intelligent decision-making. But uh, he's always having an effort. You're kind of, by genetics, I think. Maybe he should try a little less. I don't know. Like maybe in the SNFL. I, I don't understand it. I think that they're being belligerent with him. You've either got to cut him or he plays in the back line. He cannot be a forward. It got to the point last year where we've said it many times when he was having a shot on goal, it wasn't like he, he goes, you know, oh, I hope I don't miss, hope I don't miss. Yeah. It was, this could go anywhere. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it was like peeing after sex. He yeah. gave up on himself. It's like you see the guys do the breaks with the five pocket, the eight pocket, uh, six pocket rocket. Yeah. Just, they just wind that fucker up and whack it. Let's just see where this goes. And that's what he did. He's just like, oh, I don't see where this happens. I mean, it's great for other teams because we get something to laugh at. But for Port Adelaide <laughs> supporters, I'd be disappointed. Like, No, I'd be, it's ludicrous that he, an AFL player can kick that badly. Yeah. It's the worst kick ever. I think Port supporters have moved past anger. Uh, straight past denial and through to acceptance. Just that shrug of the shoulders. Oh, well, that's what he fucking does. Then why is he still there? You've got to get rid of him. Oh, shit, yes. Uh, and throw into that pile, to me, Schultz. Like, um, I was surprised they kept him. I think they did float him around a little oh, bit. They certainly looked. Um, but when you've got Dixon coming in, Schultz is pretty much surplus to requirements. He's never done bad for them. No, um, I think he's been a quality pickup. If you're going to give him five shots on goals... Um, for the day, he's going to keep you four minimum. He's yeah. um, certainly in this day of age where you've got to make the most of whatever limited opportunities you get. He's yeah. always made the most of his opportunities and yeah. such a reliable kick. I think Port have made the most of his opportunities too. Like I think now your return on investment is going to decrease. And had they traded him and got a decent player in for him, you'd say that was uh, a good trade for them, but they but couldn't get anything. There's no chance they get anything from him. Though. He, he's no. too old now. He, he's 30. Yep. You, you're going to get a fifth-round draft pick. Yeah, North Melbourne had already picked up all the 35-year-old-plus. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and they had full forwards. So there's uh, no spot for I reckon him. it's good that he's still on the list because you still want him as that other key forward option. Yeah, like, You know what you're going to get from him. But he is a quality player. He's not going to be there next year, I don't think. No. He's not going to be the player that lifts the, the Premiership Cup. Um, and another bloke I'd put the torch on would be Cracker. Well, rookie listed again. Mm, um, yep. So it's going to be... Uh, again, he might get upgraded uh, because of the uh, Ryder and Monfries issue. Um, he but, has to if you're going to keep him. But you're not keeping him to win um, medals in uh, Sandful. No. Yeah. Um, he's one of those guys that his highlight, his highlight reel is great. Uh, he, when he runs with the ball and has that mercurial menace uh, running through the middle. Fantastic. But half the other time, he just looks like he's disinterested. Yeah. Which is frustrating as fuck for a coach. Um, so, having said all that, where have we got him finishing in uh, uh, 2016? I've got them finishing 13th, I believe. Uh, yep. Hang on. Yes, 13th. Yep. We've got him in 13th. Uh, just not impressed. Like I've 
been banging on all 45 minutes or whatever we're up to, <laughs> is that the plan Bs, I'm just not impressed with. I don't think they, they exist. And if they come up with one this year, I don't see what it's going to be. I, it a, I think the squad is built for a, a one style of attack, which is very good if you can outpace your position and not let them tie you down. But they got found out. Isn't it amazing that 12 months ago, everyone's talking about how Hinkley's the best coach going around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now you're putting him down as the big question mark. Yeah. Well, that's that's the way coaching is. You yep, go from absolutely. the penthouse to the doghouse. So what have you done quickly. for me lately? Exactly yeah. right. Uh, I've got them finishing ninth. Uh, we've kind of split all the way, uh, all the options available. I mean, you've got 13th, I've got ninth, Heath's got uh, fifth. Finals, yep. So I think they'll just miss out because the tight games... I don't think they've uh, got the gel, and I'm certainly even less convinced now that they're without Ryder. Um, Ryder is that guy that could get them over in those tight games if it clicks. But now they don't have that superstar power in the ruck. I think you're right when you say we've got to split across like, different positions, because if they do finish ninth, like you say, then that's a year they would they improve, but they were just out of finals, so you got to plug in some holes. You could kind of say there's an excuse, though, with the Ryder and Monfries. Yeah, there. but if, if they finish fifth, like Heath Scott, which go to a second then that's just off top four, top four yep. and you've just got to consolidate what you've already done. If they finish 13th like I've got, then that's almost rebuilding for them. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, look, if I if they finish 13th, and that's two years in a row, Hinkley misses out on finals. He's fucked. Yeah. Look, if they're, if they're 13th or plus after round, say, eight, he ain't there for round nine. It's going to be a tough call. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not Buckley at Collingwood. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and mm. it could almost depend on how well the Crows are doing and the media pressure that happens there. <laughs> media pressure could be It's big valid. It's very yeah. true. And also, it depends on who's available. Um, Jimmy Hurd's available, but yeah. uh, I don't know if they're going to send him uh, a, you know, an invite. Send him a, you're welcome to apply for... <laughs> <laughs> don't think so. Um, look, like you said, I've got him finishing fifth. Um, I don't think that... I think last year was, like you said, underachieving. They are better than that. Yeah. I don't think they were uh, the premiership chance that everyone else had them at. Yep. So I think this is going to be a bit of a, um, what do you call it, a, a balancing year. Yeah. Um, yep. So sort of the average out of, of those other years. Yep. Um, and I've kept them below the top four because I just think that those that are already in the top four, plus Geelong um, uh, this year, they've actually got a little bit better. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. going to be very hard for them to work into there. But, they have a generous draw against. Uh, yeah. You compare it against Adelaide. Yeah. Adelaide finishing thirteenth. Yeah. Um, so look, if Adelaide can make finals, then look out. Because yeah. Their draw is very difficult, and so yeah. But again, Port are the team that can smash the superstar teams and then fucking lose against Carlton Brisbane. Like we said, yeah, lost against seventeenth and eighteenth last year, yeah. beat the yeah. premiers twice. Yep. Frustrating as fuck. Try and figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're betting on the game, you're definitely gambling. All right, power fans, little Lewis. Yeah, good right. luck. Peace.